to my first podcast slash video for on my terms and I feel so freaking weird doing this right now because the whole setup <laughs> looks really odd like I have a laptop I have a light um, my room is a mess it's not clean at all um, full disclosure um, and like everything in life especially uh, from the first moment that I was born legit my mom actually told me the other day that I was also a very delayed baby and I wouldn't come out and ironically today is my birthday uh, which you when you watch it it will be my birthday but when I'm filming this it's not my birthday yet um, but yeah I am turning 24 and I'm so happy for those who are joining me and kind of getting a glimpse into one who I am and also what is on my terms uh, you know one of the really big reasons why I wanted to start this is because one you know you kind of see it happening already with everyone around um, the social media space uh, everyone is really just wanting to put themselves out there and you know start conversations based on their own perspectives which I think is awesome because beforehand I know I see people who, who I've known from from college and schools doing their own thing whether that's on social media whether that's starting their small businesses so those little things I think really helps me just learn who they are beyond from what I thought I knew who they were and so I'm very excited uh, and I'm very nervous so I'm glad I'm recording this and also recording the audio because I'm just I've never been oh my god I'm also very sniffly oh god but yeah, so I wanted to come on here to first introduce to why I'm exactly I'm doing On My Terms and why I called my podcast um, On My Terms. What I hope that On My Terms kind of becomes, like my brand, is one, just being able to do the podcast, so for those who are audio listeners, to be able to tune in and hear you know, the crazy stories I want to share and like the, thing, the new things I want to explore, um, but also at the same time for those those who prefer video right like being on video and and having a digital uh, platform for those to also view um, and creating content around the things that interest me which kind of gets to the point of on my terms uh, the reason and how on my terms started uh, was kind of <laughs> funny enough the title the, the title that I plan to give this podcast and this video uh, is the existential crisis of a 24 year old and it's kind of you're, you're wondering like what the hell like are you okay like <laughs> are you going through it and it's not that necessarily I'm going through it but in the past couple of years I've definitely evolved a lot as a person and, and really trying to find myself um, and living a life on my terms uh, one of the big things that really changed that for me uh, and, and realizing how I wanted to live my life was graduating college. So two years ago, which is insane that it's almost going to be two years, I graduated from college as a first-gen um, woman, Latina, Mexicana, you know, daughter of immigrants uh, from a predominantly white institution. And, you know, those four years were hella crazy, as I hope to share <laughs> in the future with a couple of my friends um, sharing that experience as, as first gen, uh, because it was very uh, character defining for me. 
Um, I definitely was living a lot, going through a lot during those four years, um, just trying to figure myself out, just trying to figure out what I wanted out of life. And I definitely felt consumed by the labels that I had almost taken on while being at uh, on campus. Uh, you know, you're wa you want to be able to be successful as a first-gen student, and you want to be able to prove yourself as a firstborn at that, right? And I felt like I constantly had to take on like 30,000 things in order to feel like I'm doing enough. And that will hold, <laughs> we could have a whole uh, podcast on, dedicated to that situation. And, you know, the dangers of overworking oneself to prove to really, you don't, you kind of just stand there, you're like, who am I proving this to? Like, who am I like doing this all for? And of course, my parents were a huge component of me being, you know, persevering through a lot of those things. But regardless of that, right, just really thinking through, you know, how as I am a person, how as I am as a person, am I setting my, my, my own rules in life? Um, and it wasn't until I graduated into college and legit, and I think, and I don't think it's talked about enough, which, you know, I've seen a couple of platforms who have been uh, starting to have these conversations, but essentially um, those who have chosen to attend college and maybe even those who, you know, right out of high school face themselves with almost an excess, an extent, whoa, an existential crisis about who they are what are they doing? I mean, you see this even on TikTok, right? You see people, uh, those who are well into their 20s, those who are well into their careers, um, very just like in this moment and stuck in this moment of what the hell am I doing? Like, do I want to be stuck in a nine to five? Do I want to be stuck in this industry? And quite, I kind of find myself in that place as well when I graduated just because I didn't know where I wanted to go, like I thought I did. Like I thought I had set my life up when I was in college. Like you're like, yes, I'm gonna do this at this age, I'm gonna do that at that age. Um, and really setting really high expectations for myself and I think that I had to step back and go back to the drawing board of what I wanted life to be. Um, that existential crisis right after college was not easy, like it was definitely, something that took a long time to heal. It was a huge healing period because, uh, and I don't know how many can relate to this, but when I was going to college, I feel like a lot of the things that was going on, I wasn't really paying attention to how they impacted me and my mental health and, and just the way that I dealt with it. And I think once I stepped a foot outside of college, I realized that I needed to check myself first in order to move forward because Oftentimes, there's like 30 different things going on when you're in the college space, and the last thing that you check on is you. Like, are you good? Like, will you be good for the next couple of days, um, you know, after everything settles? And so because you step, you graduate, whatever, and you're kind of confronted with this very uh, scary um, silence almost, right, of everything kind of just like, shutting down like you don't have club meetings to go to I, I was an, uh, um, a varsity athlete in college and you don't have practices you don't have a routine and it's like and then you're also looking for a job and it's like what the hell am I doing and so it was a scary time and I and I think I wanted to be open about this because 
both in my family and and amongst friends and amongst mentors and, and all those who I've kind of gotten to know in my life, um, everyone kind of assumed that it was all okay. And it wasn't. <laughs> and I think that's probably the hardest thing to, to acknowledge. Um, and, you know, under, and then like trying to figure out how do you just even start with the healing process. And it's been, like I said, two years since I graduated, and I'm still in that process. Um, definitely way, 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 way better than I was two years ago and even three. Um, and it all really took me pushing myself to say, you know what, like, I got to really, really just hold rein to my own life. And it's very, it sounds very cliche, but in the world that we live in, and especially in the world that, it, the, the way that kind of after college is made to feel you, whoa, especially after college and how you're kind of made to feel as if you have to have your life set up afterwards, it is daunting to, to even sit down and even think about what the next years holds. And so uh, very ironically, um, there was this, I was part of a, a scholarship program at my colleges and they asked us to in our own words, you know, describe our time at the college. And I have written, actually, I have, it's funny because I have a board where I kind of wrote a quote of it. Darn it. I'll be right back. I have to get back. I'm back. Uh, I'm going to cut the part where I was running around looking for the book because the room is a mess. But anyways, so how this quote came about was because, like I had mentioned, uh, the... The scholarship program that I was part of had a, had a senior book that, um, that they published and we were supposed to fill out a bio and all that stuff. And in it, we were asked the question, what is a quote that inspires you? And this quote very ironically applies to why I started this whole thing um, without even knowing it and really how I came about with the word on my terms. Okay, so I'm going to read the quote that I wrote in the book. And it's, in my words, one of my favorite quotes is from Frida Kahlo. I don't paint dreams or nightmares, I paint my own reality. We often always feel the need to enclose ourselves in a box because it would be easier for the world to better understand us. However, I find it important to always find yourself outside the box, breaking the norms and not feeling forced to act within the status quo. <laughs> Sorry. I hope to continue living this mantra and, I, and always challenge myself to try something new. Throughout my four years, I have dove into things out of my comfort zone, and I will continue to push that boundary after college as well. And pushing that boundary will be on my terms, and I look forward to seeing where it takes me. So that in it, that last sentence, kind of, I, I sat, I found the book, um, I think a couple of months after I graduated, and I looked at that quote, and I was like, holy crap! Like, I. You know, after college, like I said, right, I was going through that healing process. I was trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I do with my life? I had a job, which was great, um, but it wasn't necessarily, like, where I wanted to be in terms of my career at the beginning. And fair, fair warning, I think everyone has always said this, like, the first job is not your ideal job. And, and if you do have your ideal job as the first job, props to you. Um, but <laughs> it definitely wasn't the case for me. And you know, when the pandemic coming and like reflecting on like, what did I wanted to do with my life? Like, 
I clearly wasn't super satisfied in just being in my current role. Uh, I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to do something where I was pushing myself on the com- out of the comfort zone, just like I had said before, right? Um, and that line, that last line, like pushing that boundary will be on my terms. And I look forward to seeing where it takes me. That to me, that was very important because um, going into college, and not to say that the four years I did things that I didn't want to do, but I think that a lot of it was to keep up with this image that I was being successful, that I was doing X, Y, and Z. And I think that I also put my put like way too much on my plate um, in order to keep up with that um, that that image, right? And I don't want people to think that oh my god, like you know who pushed you? Was it your parents? Was it like outsiders? It's like it wasn't really anyone other than me thinking that I needed to do it for others. I think yes, there's always going to be parents influencing you to believe that. You have to push yourself to an extremity and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I was able to graduate that I really opened up to my parents and to my friends and anyone who who's been who was part of that journey about, you know, the the importance of really checking up on yourself uh, during really tough times, because I think that there's we've been and I don't know what exactly it is, and I would definitely would love to explore it more. But like, I think. Well, capitalism, <laughs> but in, in almost in like if you think about it like that, right, in a, in, a, in a society where you're asked to continuously produce in order to keep up. And if you don't produce anything that is of value, then you're kind of stuck in the same place and you deserve that, which is absolutely not the right way to think. And I think for me, it was like, OK, what the hell is going on with that? Like, we got to figure that out, too, because I didn't want to. I think that I also correlated job with happiness because my job it was my passion. And therefore, if I was doing the job that I wanted, then I would be happy. But that is also not the case. So for me, it was just about really deconstructing all these beliefs that I had thought in my head. And I don't think I ever talked to anyone about it. And so one of my goals with this platform is that to have these conversations, those conversations that Sometimes we don't have a chance to even think about because we're so consumed with everything that's going on around us, um, especially those who are maybe even going through, are going through college and are feeling like they're not doing enough. I mean, I can only imagine what those who are in college are going through or those who even don't choose to go to college because I, once I graduated, I was like, did I need to go to college? But I mean... There's a whole thing on that as well because there's a value in higher education, but then there's also there's trauma that is particularly particularly students of color, BIPOC students, um, and you know, and anyone who it doesn't see themselves in these spaces just gets really uncomfortable with the fact that they have to force themselves to like this um, this space just for the sake of proving society that they're worthy of a higher income of a higher standard of living and it's like that shouldn't be how we view the world and I think that sometimes also people because it's become such a a given eh, more or less people also then use it to critique others and I think that that for me also deconstructing that and reevaluating how I want to perceive in my future with my future kids and, and, and giving advice to um, my siblings and family members um, 
But all that to say, and I feel like I've been rambling a little bit, not getting to the point. Um, but for me, on my terms, and what I hope that this brand helps others do, is understand that whatever life, uh, whatever life you choose to do, live. Sorry, whatever choice. Like you have an option, like A B. No, I mean you do, you do. But whatever life you choose to live, let it be on your terms. Let it be because you decided that that will make you happy. And really take away all the other external factors that might influence that that feeling. Because what I notice is growing up, uh, you know, and, and growing up sometimes with social media and like with, you know, just being a teenager and, and growing up in an environment where, um, society is often always influenced by the material and what you do have and what you don't have. Um, I think that's easy for someone to then think that that is what success and happiness looks like. But I think, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of someone who kind of was like, nah, that doesn't, money and success and the material doesn't really mean anything. And I think it was J. Cole. So J. Cole had talked about and, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it verbatim, but I do recall him essentially saying something along the lines of, oh my God, my voice cried, Say, saying something along the lines of, you know, he had received his first big check and he bought a car and then he realized like that didn't bring him any happiness. Um, and so I hope that, you know, through this these conversations that I have with people that I want to bring on about their lives, I want them to, to them to also reflect on that question, like, are you living a life on your terms? And what outside of the external factors will dictate that, right? What in your soul, and it sounds really deep, like very spirituality, which I will, I, I another episode to, to dive into, but um, what really fuels you in the, on the, in, in the innermost core of yourself? Um, without considering, you know, the material, um, and I think I joke through it, I joke along with my friends about this, but like, do you like ever want to just run away and live in the hills with by yourself in a cabin? And like, you know, people do sometimes, and we used to joke about that and saying that that's like not realistic. But I think for me, I, I always uh, see myself at the end of the road, at the end of my life, um, looking back and being very proud of the life that I lived, but also living in a point in my life at that, that, at that end point. And it's very morbid, which I'll talk a little bit more um, right now, a little bit later, but being in that point when the end comes, because the end is inevitable, <laughs> sadly, and and um tragically it's it's something that we as humans just kind of have to go through so for me it was reflecting about that point what's the end point right not thinking about what it takes to get to that end point but how do I want to how do I want to feel at the end point um and so a lot of these questions that I pondered in my head during the creating process of this platform was these like existential crisis moments where you're like what is life what am I here for and all that and I dove into it I dove into a little bit of spirituality which I want to also dive into at a later podcast about what is spirituality um when you take away the filter of 
uh, popular media saturating it a lot for you know views and and clicks um what is the root of spirituality and what does it mean for the future as well um but to get back to my point uh for me the reason that i the the creating the creative process that led to on my terms was i get the existential crisis feeling like i just didn't know where i wanted to go in the direction of my life and taking that within like taking that process within because i had gone to therapy right after um college which was honestly one of the best decisions that i've ever done in my life i think therapy and mental health is often very stigmatized in um, the latinx communities um and it was something that i was nervous to open up about to my own family um but when i did the doors just opened wide about the, the conversations on mental health and and really checking up on your chuck whoa checking in on yourself and what that means because no one ever did that when my parents were growing up and when their parents were growing up like mental health wasn't a thing like it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing it was just it was displayed out in the open but no one people kind of maybe said well no that's a drinking addiction or no that's a drug addiction or no that's a anger issue and it's like those were honestly just displays of the what's what the inner stuff that was going on and no one talked about because it was very hush hush and like you can't talk about your emotions you're being too emotional as a woman and when i finally decided to spoke up, spoke up when i finally decided to speak up about it it was groundbreaking for my family and i know that that might not be the case for everyone but one of the things that that did for me was really start the healing process within our own family as well because we opened up about on you know open wounds and and you know family relationships and how to you know deal with those situations knowing that sometimes people's actions aren't necessarily their intent but it's often a reflection of how they're feeling towards you or towards themselves and you have no control over that um and i think that that in itself was like okay like though like little by little i started feeling, <laughs> little by little <laughs> little by little i started understanding that this mantra that i wanted to live by on my terms was a process so i started with the feeling lost feeling like how do i address this going to therapy and really talking and opening up my wounds about things that i've gone through and never really spoken about because I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable because I felt like I had it I had to have it all together in order to be successful or prove that I was capable of it all. Like it's almost like you're taking all these hits and you're viewed as more stronger if you come out more injured, right? Like I don't know like it's almost like when you go work out and if you're not sweaty you didn't work out hard enough if you don't have like pit stains for forming under your shirt if you don't have like sweaty hair hair sticking up into your forehead you didn't do good enough at the workout or the practice or whatever so it almost feels like that like feeling like you aren't doing enough when the reality is like everyone has their limits and everyone also has to reflect on where where they where they draw the line and where they allow things to have. move forward or not 
Um, but yeah, like, and one of the last things that I wanted to talk about with the On My Terms, uh, which I mentioned a little bit um, earlier, was just this fear of death. And it's going to get a little bit morbid, but... <laughs> One of the things that I've had since I was a kid, and I don't, and I think that people, when they say, oh, what's your biggest fear? Like, people are like spiders and snakes. And listen, if I see one of those, I, I think I could live. Like, I will probably be freaked out, but I, I think I could do it. But one of the things that I did honestly fear was death. And it's, it sounds very morbid, but I don't think that it's, I, I don't, I, I personally haven't seen it. Um, spoken about as much as I wish it could be because I needed to hear more about how to deal with that fear. Um, and that is the fear of death, right? It's the fear that, you know, what is afterlife? And <laughs> I know that there are gonna people, uh, there's going to be people viewing this who know that I, I grew up Catholic. I did. And I, you know, I want to dive into that in a different episode. But what I want to say about my experience with Catholicism is I did decide to step away from the religion just because of a lot of issues that were going on both in personal interactions and then also with just the greater context of Christianity and the the history behind it and the the history and the violence behind it um I grew up thinking that I knew everything of Catholicism like I was like and they're like, yes, Jesus was born and no, not Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan and, you know, all these little things that I was so, you know, because I grew up with that, you know, that's part of my culture as being Mexican. Um, but when I went to college, I really did start unraveling a lot of things about the history. And, you know, my mom says that, you know, college is telling you lies. And I'm like, but no, that's not, that's history. And it is because... I think that I, I've, I've even heard it in the church. There is a history there like that. No one can deny that there's a history of violence there. And there's also a culture that exists within that space. But whatever the case is, I decided to step away with it um, because I just I just needed to. I, I felt like there was more that I wanted to explore. Like I wanted to be really open-minded about my spirituality. I didn't want to go the atheist route because that, that would drive me insane. Um, <laughs> and I mean, props to atheists. Like, I don't, like I would I would love, to, actually I, I, I think that that might be cool to have a conversation with an atheist just to figure out like what their thought process is because I would be really anxious with that. But okay, going back to it, the fear of death, I think, was always terrifying to me, right? Because you're just like, so what's supposed to happen to us when we're gone? And you have this fear of oblivion. And I'm not kidding. And I don't want to trigger anyone. So trigger about this. But like, I would get serious anxiety when I would think about it. Like, a pit of darkness would just overwhelm me. And I realized that I needed to find something, something that kind of guided me in whatever it is that I was going through, especially with like troubles and stuff like that. And I, and because I had stepped away from Christianity, I wanted to find something different. Like I was open minded to it. And one of the things that I dove into was spirituality and the idea of the universe, just thinking of 
no higher entity, but rather just the universe working together in its own way and bringing to you what you needed to learn or what maybe you needed to work on. And then also astrology, which <laughs> astrology is always controversial because people are like, oh my God, like, don't, like your zodiac signs shouldn't be your defining character. And I totally understand that, but I also do think that there's a validity in looking into astrology. Um, but regardless of all that, I, I think that I, I allowed myself to just explore and leave my fear behind and not be consumed by it because when I was going through a lot of this anxiety um, out of college and, and during college, um, that fear definitely drove a lot of it too. Like I was just so anxious because I was like, what, why am I in college for? Like what's, what's all this for? And I really had to ground myself and understand that I didn't have to look up to something in order to feel like I had to live a purposeful life. Like, I, I, I realized that I had to look within in order to live that life, that life that was on my terms, that life that was driven by my own passions, the things that made me happy. And also understanding that there are, there are going to be moments where I'm not going to be happy. Like, I just have to kind of be okay and content. And I think that contentment itself is something that no one tells you about in terms of what the pursuit of happiness looks like uh, because people when say I you know uh, until I get a new car I won't be happy until I get a new man <laughs> I won't be happy until I get a you know I get to travel I won't be happy and I, I really had to like stop that thought process because I wasn't living a life on my terms because I was so driven by what's next rather than what's now and I think with social media, we're constantly thinking about what's next, what's next, like, you know, and I, listen, I'm guilty of it, I'm not saying that I, you know, I've, I've been perfect, that I'm living, you know, in the moment every day, but it's something that I strive for, and, and creating that mantra for myself has helped lead that process, and so that's why I want to create this platform for those who are still, tr still trying to figure out where they want to go in life, like, what are their life plans, like, how do they you know, force themselves into things, oh my God, force themselves into things that don't make them happy. Um, you know, and how do you stop yourself and the world around you, kind of? Not, you know, the world keeps going, but like how do you kind of stop and reflect, even if it's for like five minutes in a day, how do you stop and reflect on what has happened in your day? Like, okay, I had water, I, I have a roof over my head, I have a job and I have all this. All right, I'm good. I'm doing well. And I think those those little moments in life are important um, in order to really continue that journey in life. And, you know, this journey is not over. I think that this platform itself is uh, helping me in building out that journey and still, still trying to figure out what is it that I'm still missing or not missing, but like what are some things that I could still work on and what are some things that I haven't really dove dive, dove dived in. Whoa. What are the things that I haven't dived into? <laughs> and so doing that conversation and, and just being a friend almost through the screen and through audio to whoever needs it. Um, because heck, this pandemic has 
more than enough proven that sometimes this shit can be a little bit lonely and just being in your own thoughts sometimes. And so to have someone to to talk your ear off, I mean, thank you for letting me do that. And hopefully you're able to enjoy it. And I, you know, I really do look forward to bringing in, this isn't, so just to be fair, I won't be talking by myself every week as much as I enjoy doing that. Trust me, I have years of practicing in the bathroom talking to myself. But I think uh, I, I am going to bring in a couple of people that inspire me um, and who I think would inspire others to live a life on their terms. Whether that's entrepreneurs, whether that's people jumping into their careers who may be like, you know, the only woman of color in, in the space or, you know, they might be someone who's jumping into a business venture and never had and, and is trying to figure it out at this point. Because I think that one of my one of my goals with the guests is that I don't always bring people who've kind of already made it. I want to bring in people who are in that journey because I think that there's an authenticity in those who are still in their journey. And I mean, to be fair, you could say that anyone at any point of their life is in their journey, but those who are just getting started, who are just experiencing those those moments of fails and losses, right? And are pushing through all that because I think um, it, it, it kind of helps others see that life isn't always about the highs. Um, sometimes there's going to be low moments and there's sometimes going to be high moments and there's sometimes going to be medium moments and it's about just you know hearing from others experiences um, and hopefully meeting people who you know aren't like I'm, listen I'm not no famous Nancy out here like I can't get you what is it I can't get you Oprah or Chris Evans but I could get you people who are you know are everyday people everyday you know people who are just living their life and would have inspired me to live in my life on terms and hopefully inspire you. Hey everyone, so this is Stacy, currently editing my first episode of On My Terms podcast. Uh, I wanted to just say thank you for taking time to listen to the first episode. And if you can't wait to hear more of the content, make sure you follow us follow us but follow me on instagram and youtube where you could also find the video version of the podcast uh you're able to hear the podcast on spotify apple music not apple music apple podcast and also soundcloud so be ready for the journey we're both embarking on uh and thank you again for taking a listen i'm very excited to launch this especially on a special day like my birthday so happy 24th to me and happy beginnings to on my terms